It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Top story The arrest of Jesus of Nazareth. There is a mob outside the city gate heading this way. I'm asking you to do something hard. Not only to love God and your neighbors, but to love everyone. He's a fake. Don't listen to him. Don't you get it? Jesus risks the lives of all of us. Wouldn't it be better if one man died instead of our entire nation? Are you king of the Jews? That is what you say. We are back live in Jerusalem for the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth. Good morning. We are live over the tomb where Jesus of Nazareth was buried. The tomb had been sealed up to prevent entry, but it is now open and the body is missing. Previously on Top Story Tonight, Jesus. Tell these idiots to be quiet! Why? Even if they were silent, the rocks would cry out with joy. Some are calling him the Messiah, son of the one God the Jews worship. Others say he's a dangerous radical, threatening Roman rule. He tells the story of a Samaritan who did the right thing when no one else would. But Samaritans are trash. Which is exactly the point. I told him he would have to fall down and... Worship me. So did he? Um, no. And now, episode two, Jesus Christ Superstar? Welcome back to Olympic Central with Petros. Lots to talk about today, but first, we've got to discuss this amazing video of an athlete out of Galilee who's absolutely blowing Jerusalem to pieces. They're calling him the GOAT. Check it out. What's going on here? So the video's gone viral showing this guy, Jesus, just destroying the money-changing tables outside the temple. Now, these are the tables where the Jews from out of town exchange foreign currency with local coins. Of course, the money-changers take a little cut, (laughs) which they're not supposed to do. But check out Jesus. He's going buck wild. He threw that table like 30 feet. Jesus. Jesus has been getting huge props on the gram from Hall of Famers like Goliath. I thought Goliath was dead. Well, no way. Here's my favorite part. My temple is a house of prayer. You have turned it into a den of robbers. And then he starts cracking the whip, like literally. It is impressive. He got strength. He got agility, passion. We've got quite an athlete on our hands. Let's hit up the phones. Caller one, what's cracking? Hey, Petros. Hey! Yeah, this Jesus isn't just an athlete. He has superpowers. Uh, I I was blind from birth, and, and, and he cured me. You know, I've been hearing this. He cured dozens of people who were blind, deaf, lame, <laughs> and that's just me. <laughs> Yikes. Caller two. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. What's your name, dude? Simon, 
Simon the leper. That's kind of gross. Oh, all right. Your reaction is exactly my take, okay? Jesus came to my house for dinner, right? He caught a lot of grief for hanging out with people like me. But Jesus says, you know, a doctor isn't sent to save the healthy. Whatever that means, uh, Jesus ate with that guy. Braver man than I am. Baba Booey. Jeez. Caller three, you're on. Hello, I'm Titus, a centurion, a Roman commander. Oh, thank you for your service. It is an honor to serve Caesar. All hail. All hail. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the God of the Jews, well, don't don't tell my boss, uh, but the Jewish God makes a lot of sense, and I've been supporting the local synagogue in Capernaum. Interesting. So my servant was paralyzed, and, and I've been hearing about Jesus' miracles. So when I found out he was coming through town, I, I tracked him down and said, I am not important enough for you to come under my roof. You only have to give the order, and I know my servant will recover. Whoa. Well, I know what it's like to have authority and tell the soldiers to jump, and they say how high. Well, so what happened? I think I shocked him, frankly. Jesus was amazed. He said he'd never seen faith like this, even in Israel. He said, go home, and the servant will be healed. Yeah? And he was right. My servant was healed at the exact moment Jesus told me it would be fine. Coincidence? Have you been listening to a single thing I've said? Do I have to come down there? No, 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 no. I got it. Thank you, Centurion. You're doing great work out there, and we appreciate you. Back after this with the story of a kid from Michigan picked up in the sixth round of the discus draft named Tom Brady. Little underrated, great arm, concave chest. In fact, forget Jesus. This guy's the GOAT. I'm predicting a long career. I am Zenus, the lawyer, and I work for you. I lost my hand harvesting barley due to a faulty scythe, and Zenus got me 300 denarii. I was disabled in an accident caused by a drunken chariot driver, and Zenus got me 500 denarii. I was accidentally sold into slavery, and Zenus got me 1,000 denarii. Call me, Zenus the Lawyer, at 1-800-JUSTICE, and I'll fight for you. Yo, 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 what's happening, Instagram peeps? I know I haven't checked in lately, but I wanted to let you know I had a very good reason. By the way, how do you think this uh, new toka filter looks on me? Makes me look pretty Roman, yeah? <laughs> it has been crazy lately, even crazier than normal. I know, I know, I'm always saying that, but no, like, it's been really crazy. Okay, so here's the tea. I died. No, seriously, I died right here in this room, right on this bed, like right here. How does a 12-year-old girl die and now I'm here alive telling you about it? Okay, so this happened like a few days ago. I had a pretty serious day helping my mom clean the house, which <clears throat> I hate, and suddenly I didn't feel good. I get this terrible pain in my stomach and I can't even stand up. It was so bad, like the worst so I come up here to my room to lay down, and it just gets worse and worse. Like the worst. I was screaming my head off. I thought I was going to die. And then I stop breathing. For reals. Like, so I'm laying on the bed, and the next thing you know, I am literally floating out of my body. I, 
I am looking down at me, but I'm not me. I was up there. Look, over there above my poster of Taylor Swiftess. And I'm looking down as my parents are crying like crazy. Everyone is going nuts. The thing is, I accidentally turned on the video on my phone before I died. So I pretty much recorded the whole thing. (laughs) See? And I'm watching all this happen. I mean, they got people coming to the house and everybody's crying. Then my dad decides to leave. Check it out. Someone said Jesus of Nazareth is in town. Oh, I don't know, husband. He could be trouble. If the rumors are true, maybe it's not too late for our beautiful daughter. I have to try. Then hurry. Go. Now, my dad is a pretty big deal here in town at the synagogue, and apparently a lot of people he hangs with are not fans of Jesus. But anyhow, dad leaves, and he comes back a little later with... Drumroll, please. Jesus! Yeah, that Jesus. The celebrity in my house, in my room. Jesus was in my room! My room! Jesus was in my room. Say it out loud. Let me see if I can find that part. Like I said, I'm watching this whole thing even though I'm outside my own body. Oh, okay. Here it is. You say your daughter has died. Yes. I was hoping... I... I I don't know why I brought you here. Jairus, she's only sleeping. Huh? Only sleeping? How can you be so cruel? Let me take her hand. Little girl, get up. Oh my. Your eyes opened. What? Why? I'm back. Oh, I'm up. I'm together. I was watching all of you. You're alive. My daughter lives. I think you should get her something to eat. And then my battery died. But it was so weird. The pain was gone. I was breathing again. I was alive. I practically jumped right up off the bed. Can't explain it. Anyhow, I wanted to let you guys know. That's why I've been off social media for a few days. But I'm back. It's Jane Wells, producer of the podcast, fast-forwarding to the 21st century for a few. And I think we can universally agree that the concept of 12-year-olds chatting about their lives on social media doesn't sound any better 2,000 years ago than it does now. But this may be the only positive story about a girl in the Bible, one that doesn't involve sex or murder. Women, of course, did not have much standing in the ancient world, children too, and girls were at the bottom of the power pyramid. And we almost never know their names, including here. But Jesus, without hesitation, brings a 12-year-old girl back to life. One of the reasons people were drawn to Jesus was because he would be with anyone, love anyone, touch anyone. He had dinner at the home of a leper, an untouchable, unclean person. He saved a woman accused of adultery from being stoned to death. He praised children as examples of faith. This must have sounded radical, and it resonated with people. Well, I think it's, it's, it's not surprising again, because most of the ancient world um, comprised uh, folks who 
who knew varying degrees of poverty and insignificance. It was a world ruled by a small group of elites and it was structured for their benefits. But also I think the movement had resonance in terms of its proclamations and in terms of its of its practices, you know, healing for the sick, feeding for the hungry, uh, community for the isolated and the lonely and the marginalized. I mean, these are very attractive um, things in the ancient world, along with this utter conviction that is, is deeply rooted in the texts that death is not the end, um, that there is life beyond death and there is justice beyond death. That's Dr. Warren Carter, professor at Phillips Theological Seminary. Jesus did not shun the top 1%, but Lisa Fields of the Jude 3 Project says he seemed to seek out the bottom 1%. The fact that he wasn't afraid to be guilty by association. So when he's touching those who are lepers and being around people who others deem unclean, he's saying, I'm not afraid to be identified with what you, what people identify you with because I love and care for you him repeatedly being around people that nobody wanted to be around, I think sticks out to me the most about, about his life. But Jesus makes the religious leaders look bad, and he's not the only one. There's a cousin who's also stirring up trouble. It does not end well. Good evening. I'm Rachel Maximus, and, well, I want to explain what's happening this week in Jerusalem, because it's really unprecedented. I'm talking about Jesus of Nazareth. Now, some call him the Son of God, others a prophet or a wise teacher, but there's a growing concern among authorities that he is, well, that he's trouble. First, though, as I lay this out for you, I think it's important we go back a few years because before there was Jesus, there was John. John who, you're asking? John is a relative of Jesus, an older cousin or something. It's not clear. He's been called the Baptist. That's because he's been dunking people in the River Jordan or wherever to, quote, cleanse them from their sins. Here's a file video from three years ago. Who warned you, you children of snakes, to escape from the coming wrath of God? Show by your actions that your hearts are truly changed. Don't start thinking, oh, we are Abraham's children. I tell you, God could produce children of Abraham out of these stones. Yeah, that's John. He's been living out in the wilderness, wears a tunic made of camel hair, and he only eats locusts, and honey. I know. Now, normally, <laughs> I'd write someone off like this as wacky, but not this time. John has quite a following, and he's in quite a bit of trouble. John specifically criticized Herod Antipas, the Jewish ruler Caesar put in charge of running Galilee. Antipas is the son of the late Herod the Great, who was not a good guy. As you'll recall, slaughtered a lot of children, very bad man. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Antipas married his brother's wife after she got a divorce. John thinks the marriage is wrong, 
and he has said so, loudly. So loudly, he got arrested. This has not gone over well with his fans, as you can imagine. John has over a half million followers on Twitter claiming he's the Messiah, though John has been telling everyone he is not the Messiah. He says Jesus is, and for a guy with no apparent formal education, Jesus continues to stump religious authorities. Here's an example someone caught on video at the temple. It's about what you can and cannot do on the Sabbath. Jesus, Rabbi, here is a man whose hand is shriveled, but it is the Sabbath. God commands us not to work on this day. Should he be healed? If any one of you had a sheep which fell into a ditch on the Sabbath day, wouldn't you take hold of it and pull it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? You see, it is right to do good on the Sabbath day. Come here, you with the hand. Stretch it out. (gasps) Rabbi, you have healed me. Extraordinary. Joining me are two people with very different viewpoints of Jesus and his message. One is Mary Magdalene, a former sex worker who has become one of Jesus' greatest followers, and Caiaphas, a familiar face to you as head of the chief priest at the temple. Caiaphas, Mary, welcome. Thank you, Rachel. Rachel, I can't believe you've invited this woman here. Come on, you don't know me. You are unclean. Disgraceful. Caiaphas, she is here as my guest. Mary, how did Jesus turn your life around? (sighs) There's just something about him. He believed I was a good person, and no one had ever told me that before. I was not a good person. I was consumed with self-destruction. But he changed me. He loves me. Not like other men. And I've met a lot of men. You sure have. I'm going to ignore that. I've met a lot of men, and he's not like them. He treats me like a daughter. Are you attracted to him? No, no. (laughs) Don't be gross. That would be like being attracted to my father. I don't feel that at all. I love him in a way I can't express. That's because he has bewitched you like he has so many people. Rachel, Jesus is dangerous. How? We have managed through hard work and negotiations with the Romans to live relatively free under Roman rule. They let us worship our God, the one true God, and they've given us limited authority to govern our own people. But they will take all of that away quickly and mercilessly if even one man proclaims openly that no one is greater than God, not even Caesar. Rome will come down hard. I think you're much more worried that Jesus threatens your own power. Caiaphas, he really does call you guys out, saying you're hypocrites who put on a big show of righteousness. You talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Don't you get it? Jesus risks the lives of all of us. Wouldn't it be better if one man died instead of our entire nation? Is that your plan, to have Jesus killed? I'd like to hear this. No, well, we, we, we are currently discussing next steps and watching the situation closely. In the near term, we may close the border with Galilee. But it's too late. Jesus is already here in Jerusalem. Exactly. And this may be where he ends his days. Is that a threat? 
more like a promise if he does not stop. Hold on, guys. I'm just getting some breaking news. Oh, wow. John the Baptist is dead. <gasps> you see, this, this is what I'm talking about. The two of them are dangerous. What happened? Well, as we all know, Herod's wife hated John because he criticized their marriage. But according to Wire reports, there was a party at the palace tonight. Let's see. It, uh, it says here that at the party, Herod promised his wife's daughter he'd give her anything to see her dance. Salome, the stepdaughter, is very beautiful. Gorgeous. She's a huge social media influencer. Even Kim and Kylie follow her. Kim and who? Uh, let's see. After she danced, Herod asked her what she wanted in return. And after talking to her mother, Salome told him, quote, bring me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. <gasps> Eyewitness accounts at the party say Herod was very upset. He felt tricked. He actually respected John. Oh, I did not know that. But he had given his word in front of several people, and so John was beheaded. And his head brought to the party on a platter. Please, God, protect my lord. I would say he's just been warned. We're going to have to leave it there. Caiaphas, Mary Magdalene, thank you for joining me. When we return, new details about a great wall being built by the Han Dynasty, millions of cubits away from here as we speak. The Hans want to stop illegal immigration by the Huns. It's Jane, again. I meant Rachel Maximus to be a parody of Rachel Maddow, but she kind of reminds me of me. Anyhow, a couple of quick notes about John the Baptist. Neil Saavedra is host of the nationally syndicated radio program, The Jesus Christ Show. John the Baptist. Uh, interesting, I guess, cousin-ish. Uh, yeah, cousin. What, yeah. What do you think of him? Uh, nut what, job. <laughs> I mean, seriously, by today's standards, uh, skid row-ish, but um, an interesting guy, smart, passionate, zealot, deeply misunderstood, but not, not as weird as it seems. Today, eating locusts, you know, it was enough to point out, yes, he was different, but he wasn't as different as it does seem. But was John real? John is mentioned on at least one occasion outside the Bible, and it's important because it's not by an early Christian, but by Josephus, the Jewish historian I talk about a lot. Josephus led a Jewish revolt against the Romans in Galilee and a big uprising later in the first century, but he surrendered. And instead of being killed, Josephus becomes a slave. He manages, though, to become an advisor to the emperor's son, gets his freedom, becomes a Roman citizen, completely switches sides, and writes an extensive history of the Jewish people over the previous century. I should really do a podcast about that guy. Now, Josephus mentions Jesus a couple of times, though scholars debate whether or not those references were added by someone else later. But he also talks about John, and no one seems to dispute this. He describes John as a good man who commanded the Jews to be virtuous to God and each other. He writes that John baptized people. Again, this is not some Christian account. Josephus says John attracted large crowds, and that Herod Antipas feared John's growing influence might lead to a rebellion. So Herod had John killed. 
Finally, Josephus says when Herod's army was later destroyed in a military defeat, many saw it as God's punishment for murdering John. Here's Warren Carter. And the Gospels tell this complicated story of this banquet. Scholars and interpreters have, have wondered, you know, whose fault was it that John the Baptist's head finally gets separated from the rest of his body? Um, and people have tried to find the villain. Is it Herod himself who's the villain? Is it his wife, Herodias? Is it the daughter who's the villain? Or is it the advisors who should have said to him, you know, stop tweeting at three in the morning. It's not something you ought to be doing. There's plenty of blame to go around. And rather than trying to find one, um, one object of blame, I think they all have some sort of responsibility. They all have interests in taking John the Baptist out. The way the authorities react to John is a preview of what's in store for Jesus. Time is starting to run out. But Jesus meets with a powerful Pharisee, one of the religious elite in Jerusalem, and explains his entire ministry in one sentence. Blessings and welcome to The Law and You. I'm Nicodemus, distinguished rabbi, Pharisee, and member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court here in Jerusalem. Today, a guest I have been waiting to interview since he first hit the scene three years ago up in Galilee, I'm talking about none other than Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, welcome. Thank you, Nicodemus. Uh, rabbi, uh, may I call you Rabbi? If you like. Rabbi, clearly you are a teacher who has come from God. Uh, no one can do what you've been doing, accomplishing these miracles, unless God was with him. I'm glad you feel that way. So let's get to it. My most important question, the one I have been thinking about more than any other, is this. How can we go to heaven? You must be born again. Bo born again? Th that's impossible. <laughs> you expect a grown man to crawl back into his mother's womb a second time to be born? Listen, I'm talking about a different kind of birth. A spiritual birth. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. You look confused. I, I am. I I'm trying to comprehend you. Well, the wind blows where it likes. You hear it even though you have no idea where it comes from or where it goes. In the same way, you can't tell how a man is born by the wind of the spirit. You're confusing me. How could such things happen? You are a teacher of Israel, Nicodemus, but you can't understand me? I guess I should not be surprised, but I am. Since most of you won't even accept what I've been preaching for the last three years, the proof I've shown about who I am, there's little chance you'll accept what I say about heaven. How can you know about heaven? Because I come from there. Hmm. But you are from Galilee. I've been told that no prophet can come from Galilee. I grew up in Galilee, but I was born in Bethlehem, the city of David. True. Look, Nicodemus... This is all you need to know. The most important thing I will ever say. God loves this world so much, he has sent his only son here, and anyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life? Live forever? Yes. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. How? Believe. You must believe. Those who believe will not be judged. Those who do not believe are already condemned. Nicodemus, this is the judgment that light has entered the world and men prefer darkness because it hides their evil. 
Everyone who does wrong hates the light and keeps away from it to hide his deeds. But everybody who is living by the truth will come to the light and make it plain that all he has done has been done through God. You ridicule us Pharisees. Because you are hypocrites. Why do you say that? Two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The other was a tax collector. Ugh. Exactly. Tax collectors are hated. The Pharisee stood and prayed like this with himself. Oh God, I do thank thee that I am not like the rest of mankind. Greedy, dishonest, impure, or even like that tax collector over there. I fast twice every week, give away a tenth of my income. Meanwhile, the tax collector stood in the far corner, too afraid to even look up to heaven. And with a gesture of despair, he prayed, God, have mercy on a sinner like me. Nicodemus, I assure you that the tax collector was the one who went home justified in God's sight, rather than the Pharisee. Everyone who sets himself up as somebody will become a nobody. And the man who makes himself nobody will become somebody. What about the law of Moses? Does it not matter anymore in your opinion? Laws only point out our sins. It is time for a new covenant with God, based on repentance and the grace of his forgiveness. It sounds like you're saying good deeds don't get you into heaven. We can't earn it. You're beginning to understand. Everyone is a sinner. No one deserves heaven. Forgiveness is a gift God is choosing to give through his love, his grace. We believe in making a blood sacrifice to wipe away our sins. Going back to Abraham, the father of our people, will there have to be a sin offering for this new covenant? Yes. What must be killed? God's son. You? Me. But look to the third day. The third day of what? What are you talking about? You will know in time. In the meantime, since you are a man of the law, let me leave you with this. In the end, there is only one law. Love God and each other. Do that, and you will never sin again. <sighs> Jesus of Nazareth, you confuse me and confound me. And uh, I thank you for joining me. God bless you, Nicodemus. Next week on You and the Law, we explore the importance of cleansing rituals against disease. How kosher is too kosher. I'm Nicodemus, wishing everyone a pleasant Passover week here in Jerusalem. Tonight on TMZ is Jesus being betrayed. Out of my way. One of his followers, Judas Iscariot, is seen leaving a secret meeting of the priests and scribes. Out of my way. Get out of my way. Up until now, Iscariot has been known as the guy who handled the money for Jesus' group of 12 so-called disciples. There have been reports that Judas has stolen from the purse, and one has to wonder if that's created a risk. Judas, get out of my way! Uh, to Judas? What could he be up to? On the next Top Story Tonight, Jesus. You are looking live at aerial coverage over the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus has just been taken into custody. Jesus is now reaching for the wounded man's head where his ear is missing, and... 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 Oh my god! Did you see that? Oh my god! Whoa!
We meet the women of Jesus. The men dragged me into the street and picked up stones. And I closed my eyes and prepared for the pain. But at that moment, I heard someone walk up to me and I opened my eyes. It was Jesus. We go live as Jesus is put on trial. <laughs> now tell us who slapped you, oh Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> and as the disciples go into hiding, one of his biggest fans denies even knowing him. I don't know you, I don't know Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I am out of here. All that in the next episode of Top Story Tonight, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of Top Story Tonight, Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Jane Wells, with support from producers John Lockhart, Robert Purcell, Deborah Vogel, and Justin Warsham. Executive producers Jeff Abraham, Dean Chamberlain, and Therese Tucker. Final cut and sound mixing by Candace Goldman. Today's cast includes Heidi Quatt, Petros Papadakis, Imari Williams, Charles Hubble, Larry Morgan, Wayne Resnick, Gina Sanchez, Carolina Keach, Justin Warsham, Tim Saul, Gary Hoffman, Grace Sue, Ramona Floyd, Tanis Peranto, Chris Welton, and Jason Grazel as Jesus. As always, thank you to my experts, Warren Carter, Lisa Fields, and Neil Saavedra. Today's Kickstarter support shout-outs go to Pat and Kathy Johnson, Annika Wells, Jim Bates, George Axe, Jeff Schultz, Jeff Wells, David Johnson, Sam Husko, Chuck Schaefer, and Sue McCubbin. Please send your comments to Top Story Tonight Podcast at gmail.com and also rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Until next time. So are all of you guys fishermen? No. Smoke a lot of weed? What? No. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.